Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Anchor Channel. (laughs) I think my mic cut off, didn't it? Yeah, the only thing I heard was this is going on. Yep. All right, let's try this again. For me, it's a take two. For you? Eh. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we have Andy. Hey, now. <laughs> nice. That was so bad, dude. It was terrible. Well, you made fun of me last week for not doing anything. What you got to do is do a long mm. hey, and then just a quick now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get away from the microphone. Hey, now. That's what you got to do. Mm. Uh, okay. He does. He does have a point. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. This is episode number one eighty. Sharing the hobby. Holy cow! One eighty. One eight zero. Wow. That's Dang. like a hundred and eighty. Yeah, it's like that's like eighty more than a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's a hundred seventy nine more than the first episode, <laughs> or actually the second episode. That's like 10 years minus like six years or something <laughs> like that. Okay. Something like that. Oh, uh, something hell. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's catch up with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? Who would like to go first? I Who say would like to go we first? let Andy go first. I'll go first. Sunday, John, the guy I sold the X5 to. He came over and brought my hobby wing programmer back that I had let him borrow mm-hmm. so he could get it set up. And I give him a battery I had that I wasn't using. It was brand new, it just old. I never used I never even put leads on it. Jeez, uh, wow. Yeah, it's a four thousand six S um Hobby King Nanotech. Okay. And um I don't know why, I just it was in the back of the drawer and he was needing one, so I told him he could have it. So he flew a couple times while he was here. I flew to Protos. So I hung out with him for a few minutes. And um, and then I finally got around to finishing the engine swap on my whiplash. I think I did that Monday, mm-hmm. Monday evening, which I, I had already mostly had it done. I just had to uh, put the engine back in the heli, put the pipe on couple little things uh so i got that done and i was able to put some flights on it today start breaking in that engine i run about a half a gallon through it i'd hope to got more but it's been raining all day off and on so anytime it would stop i'd run out get a flight had to do some work down at the shop here and there as well so anytime it wasn't raining, i was trying to put flights on it starting to uh you know get a little more aggressive with it and stuff build up some heat do a bunch of heat cycles and start doing these little like mini heat cycles where i'd fly around get the temp up to like 220 225 mm-hmm. and then land and let it cool down to 180 175 and then do it again i done one flight just done that a whole bunch of times and then, of course, between each tank, I was letting it, bringing it in the house and letting it cool all the way back down to like 70 degrees. So hopefully that'll work out well. Uh, How many I times you got to do that? 
I don't know. I need to, I need to run at least a, I've got a gallon of, uh, fuel with break in oil, which is just kind of like a standard castor oil based, uh, oil. So it'll break in a little quicker and then I'll switch over to synthetic and start leaning it, leaning it out. It, it won't be fully broke in for three or four gallons probably. Wow, that much. After the first gallon, can lean it in and start flying it normally. But it'll it'll actually break in a little bit more as time goes on. Oh, wow. Cool. So once I get one gallon through it, then I'm okay just flying it however I want, just being sure not to get too lean on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. uh, Let's see. I swapped out the lower frame on the Protos today as well. And got it ready for the weekend. Fun fly. It still needs a bunch of crap. Like it's it's not flying the greatest. It needs dampers or wore out. I'm sure it needs head bearings. Probably tail bearings and stuff. But I don't really feel like messing with it. Because it's going to be semi-retired. As quick as I get this new kit up and going. Just because parts are not readily available right now. And mm-hmm. I've been flying it for over three years. So it's time to set it. I mean, I'll still fly it some and and when parts get back in production, I'll probably fly it a lot more. But as as of right now, a a really nice crash would probably put it completely out of business. Mm. So, yeah. And that brings me to the new kit. It came today. Excel power 700. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I opened the box, fondled the canopy, Nice. You know, look through the bags, seeing what was what. I don't think I'll get started building it before the fun fly because <laughs> I've got to leave day after tomorrow. I've got yeah. a lot of shit to do tomorrow to get ready to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to worry about it till I get back and I'll build it next week. But I'm excited. I mean, it looks, looks pretty good so far. I'll know nice. more as I... As I put it together, that's a good way to tell mm-hmm. how everything works and the the engineering quality and the parts quality and all that stuff. Once yeah. I assemble it, I'll have a lot more opinions about it. So Cool. Nice. Yep. 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 So that's what I've been up to. How about you guys? Well, I can go next. Sure. I've got a chance to fly finally. Flew on Saturday. Uh, I was on call and I still went down in the field and I was getting paid to fly because as I'm leaving my driveway, I get a call and I'm, t- I'm done troubleshooting this stuff over the phone. If these idiots want to call me for stuff, that's not what I deal with. I'm like, fine, no problem. I'll show up. I showed up. I was at it in 15 minutes because I told them, yeah, that's not our deal. We don't do anything with it. You know, you're, you're swiping your badge and the, the door is opening. You know, so, so what was the problem? <laughs> well, it was more than a door. It was it was gates and these piston bollards that come up out of the ground. And one of the bollards was they were coming up and one of them was starting to like lose hydraulic pressure and come down. And we don't have anything to do with that. We just tell it to open. We send it a dry contact. You yeah. Know, open the gate and, you know, release the bollards. So, uh, yeah, so it wasn't, I knew it wasn't our problem when I picked up the phone, but like I said, I've already gone down that road where I troubleshoot something over the phone or I tell them this is what their problem is. They'd say, we need emergency service anyways. 
I get an hour down the road and then they cancel it on me. So I don't get paid and I got to turn around and go home. So I was like, you mm-hmm. know what? Yeah, it's I'm driving right by this location to go to the flying field. So I'll stop by there. So mm, nice. I, I got paid from uh, 9 a.m. to one o'clock. I got paid four hours. Nice. And, and then I wound up leaving about one thirty, and they called another thing in uh, another something else in, in Camden. So I had to drive home and get the van and then drive down to Camden. But uh, so I got paid for I did like 30 minutes of work on Saturday aside from the driving. And mm-hmm. I got paid for nine hours, so that's not too bad. That's not awesome. bad. And it's time and a half, nine and hours. It's time not... and a half, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, getting man. back to the flying, dude, I, I flew the Oxy-4 a few times. I flew the 690 once, I think, before I, I had to get out of there. had the mm-hmm. Kunai with me. And I think, I don't know if I, f- I wanted to fly the Oxy-3 just to beat on that thing. And I wanted to fly the 550 again. But uh, I didn't have time by the time I was... Uh, wrapping things up to get out of there i was gonna leave round two anyways but then i got the call uh but i had fun and i was nice. talking to um a couple of guys and who's the guy that was there the kid that was flying really good steve um dave was it what was he flying a helicopter oh paul and Jolie. paul sorry yeah yeah paul was there yeah and uh as he's flying and he's good helicopter pilot he's a good 3d guy he's, he's banging mm-hmm. stuff around doing a really good job i was listening to two older guys at the club talking mm-hmm. about how dangerous that is and how out of control that is and i don't like that and i'm i'm thinking ah. to myself i gotta step in and stop this right now so i did I, I i walked over to him i said you know it seems like it's out of control but every maneuver he's doing he knows what he's doing and they're like, well, what happens if there's a mechanical failure and, you know, it's just going to come? What if it, you know, that one guy killed himself out in Brooklyn? I was like, wait a minute. I said the the Brooklyn incident was, you know, was one in like two that have happened since RC helicopters have been in existence. And I said that was just a freak thing. And that wasn't due to a mechanical failure. I think he just got too close to himself. But I don't know. So I, I just told him that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, listen, I've been flying these things for a like three four years now and every time i've seen a mechanical failure usually it winds up eating itself and it destroys itself in place like right out there and falls right mm-hmm. to the ground and i said they, they still didn't like it but i was like you know they they are in control i mean um you know they're not out of control i, I said uh mm-hmm. so i just yep. thought i should step in and say something you know it was just like i could Good hear job. it starting you know Oh yeah, yeah. But it's the I truth, thought, you know. If you get a, a link pops off or something like that, usually the the blades come swinging around and cut the tail off, and it exactly eats itself right yeah. there. Well, not even that. Like when when something like tail gears fail or like a servo fails or something, you know, like yeah. I I've seen so many like, you know, a pitch link coming off or something happening, and the pilots always just land it or push it away like it right. never like it's never put into a position where it's like whoa that was close like you know i mean obviously close calls do happen but you don't think they happen i think it happens more with airplanes it, well yeah it's not to say that it can't happen i mean in mm-hmm. the right orientation it could, it could. come at you yeah. yeah but it's been my experience i think it's like 20 to 1 the amount of people that have that I know personally that have been injured with prop strikes with the yeah. big planes. Oh, easily. I mean, like 
deep gashes go to the yeah. hospital. Yeah, going to the hospital back just, up. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, seen more so. blood on our field from, yeah, from prop strikes. From, from Yeah, from quads and, and propellers from planes. From, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I also said, you know, they can, I said the, the guy can hit throttle hold too, you know, uh, and yeah. that'll just stop the momentum of the, of the blades. I kind of like, I, I wasn't talking down to him at all. I was just like, you know, hey guys, you know, I, you're having a conversation trying to trying enlighten to him. him a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah. hoping you was going to say you pick up, you picked up a Haley and threw it at him. <laughs> or, or you, or you stood up and punched him in the face. No, I, <laughs> I grabbed him by the collar and I was like, you shut up, old man. You should have took their planes and beat them with it. Beat them <laughs> yeah, with their own planes. All they have is like a bunch uh, of foamies anyways. What, what kind of damage is that going to do? <laughs> Uh, no, but the one guy, feelings. the one guy I've seen at the club a lot, and he's he's a pretty good guy, and he's he's fun. He's got some old stuff, and you know, older, like he just yeah, World War Two, World War One stuff, and you know, he he enjoys coming out. I don't see him a lot, but he comes out and he flies, and you know, that's what we're all there for. But yeah, I was definitely wanted to put a, like the kibosh on that man, <laughs> yeah, because that yeah. then you get other guys showing up that have said stuff before, and yeah, and then before you know it. It's you know, a virus. It just it starts to spread. Because they were talking about how they should they we should spreads. we should go out on the other side of the field and, and fly, and they should go over there. And they were pointing at you know the one spot way over as you come in. And I was like, Nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also seen these same kind of people say the exact same things when somebody's flying three D yeah. airplanes. Like, yeah. A yeah. gas or 3D airplane, they're like, whoa, it's going to come at us, come in the pits. And, you yeah. Know, it's yeah. always something. Yeah. The yeah. funny thing is, is when what I've noticed is when someone who does 3D loses control, they are safer with that, you know, out of control aircraft, plane or helicopter, than someone who just pattern flies because they <laughs> yeah, don't know the what to do when something happens. Yeah, they don't know what to do when actually something happens because they don't know how to control a plane or a helicopter in such a weird attitude. They're right? literally, yeah, they're literally technically out of control. It's just yeah. going, and they're just chasing. And that's around. why I think they have this perception that when they see us fly, that you know we're out of control. But we work hard to learn to keep in control of something that looks out of control. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and you know, I I think it's the intermediate pilot that. Is more of in you know that that kind of like beginner to intermediate like exactly like you're saying is more a guy that's going to be trying uh, trying to correct problems he, he doesn't know how to correct than uh, than a guy that's a guy like Paul you know or you uh-huh. Steve or you know just one of the guys that know what they're doing out there. I don't know. I think it's just a perception thing. It, it just it's it's well it's, yeah it's ninety nine percent that yeah it's also the I don't understand it so it's got to yeah. be bad mentality. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they don't it's, understand what's going on, so obviously they they can't they can't even comprehend it. So yeah, so I think one of the questions I always get from you know like airplane pilots, especially on the older age group, is is how do you keep how do you know what you're doing? Like how do you keep your orientation? You know, and it's like you build up to it and you kind of learn it, and it becomes muscle memory. So you don't really have to like you know how to make corrections without thinking about it. And things like that, and and I think because they all they do is they take off, pattern fly, and then land, that they never get to that point where they're like, you know, how yeah. is it like, 
where they're like pushing themselves to the point where like okay they know where the limit is and stuff they don't they just any everything is a limit for them because they don't ever push anything you know yeah yeah and and those are the same people that sit there and you're like oh what a beautiful day and they're like there's seven mile per hour winds i'm not flying yeah like, yeah okay why because the wind can push your plane a little and you'd have to make a correction that i guess you're not confident in doing yeah very that's true. that's all i see they right? should know yeah. what to do yeah you know, so I'm more worried when they fly than when we fly. Like, I'll stand next to, you know, I mean, maybe not like Alan Zabel or someone who flies close to themselves. But, you know, like, I'll stand next to good drones. And while he's flying, I, I trust his flying capabilities and stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm more worried about their takeoffs when I'm standing down down the runway oh, yeah. you know, flying or whatever. And that starts to drift and they just go for yeah. it anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. those I've, get sketchy. I've mentioned yeah. how I've almost been hit in the head twice. Be standing there flying, some dude take off with his foam airplane and go three feet over my head because yeah. he, he he could apparently doesn't know what rudder is or how to correct or anything. It just wait put it on wait, the runway and push the Kevin? throttle. Yeah, sorry about that, Andy. <laughs> I meant to tell you, sorry. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that you stepped in and at least like not argument, like not trying to start an argument, but to like. Kind of explain it so that they have a better understanding, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You did yeah. it the right way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't know. They really didn't say anything, but at least they, I felt better, you know. Hopefully they, you know, see it as the guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But that's all you can do, really, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can start up a conversation and, you know, it's all it's up to them whether they take that information and understand it or or just say, ah, what does this guy know? I'm still going to believe that these things are dangerous, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can't, uh, maybe, you know? But maybe somewhere down the road, somebody else says the exact same thing, you know, and, yeah. and they start to hear it two or three times and they might start believing it. Yeah. So yeah. it's a step in the right direction. Sure, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And I also bought a helicopter. <gasps> I picked up no. an Oxy-5. Yeah, I did. Nice. Yes, I did. Sweet. Buried I, the lead, huh? I buried the lead. Dang. Don't even know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know either. You saved the most important item uh, to last. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, when uh, they they're finally in stock, so I picked one up uh from Lynx, got the uh, 550 Main blades and some tail blades. Some I was going to ask you how you walk, what size, how are you building it? A couple of 6S. spare parts. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do 6S. 550. I'm probably going to do what, what Bill and Devin uh, have been doing. Um, mm. Actually, definitely the same. I'm doing MKS servos on this one. I did BKs on my other one on the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try the MKS. The MKS really never let me down on the Oxy-3. Uh, smashing that time after time so i figured i'd give them a shot they're one of the best and uh going to x nova motor uh 1200 kb nice nice what about esc doing a hobby wing i haven't yeah i haven't purchased it yet but i'm definitely gonna do a hobby wing i'm just so used to programming them and used to what they do you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they're pretty smooth so uh it's gonna be kind of the same setup as your uh, logo 550 except for the servos yep nice same motor same everything yeah i want to kind of move out away from the 
I don't want to say move away from the smaller stuff. I have fun with it, but I want to try and fly the, the, the larger machines more, you know? Yeah. Nice, dude. And I, like, I, and I got to awesome. try the Oxy-5. I got to try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to looking at bills over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I saw it for the first time in person uh, on Saturday, man. He had it out, and tail boom is beefy, dude. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. The whole helicopter is beefy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. I haven't had a chance to see one in person. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, so yeah, man, uh, awesome. hopefully this won't take me too long to build. Mm-hmm. So, so I won't get my balls busted. When's the maiden? I don't know when the maiden is, but I should have most of it built uh, probably, well, next week's the Helifest, and then the weekend after that, I'm going to try and concentrate on it, get okay. as much as I can done. Hopefully, I'll have it by then. I should. So, Thanksgiving, probably, yeah, Christmas yeah. time? Probably okay, Christmas cool. time, yeah. We get that 65-degree day in December, I can probably maiden it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice. No, no you got to have that shit ready for Urcha, dude. Yes. You yeah. got like a month. Okay. Definitely. Yes. I will have it ready for Urcha. I got to find a, I need some, figure out what kind of batteries I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. So Steve, what have you been up to? Let's see. So yeah, I flew on Saturday. Um, I only had like a couple hours, like two or three hours allocated for this because I wanted to um, go check out some shop down in, which I thought was close to our field, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I got four flights in on the Goblin 500, two on the Kraken. Um, the Kraken's flying so solid right now. It's awesome. Nice. The Goblin 500, though, is that I feel like the blades are making a little more fluttering noise. I think the dampeners are wearing in. So I need to do some maintenance on it or maybe preload a little bit more on the head or replace the dampeners, you know. And I think they make like a a stiffer dampening packet, uh, you know, set up for this. So I might look into that too. Um, yeah. Um, I had the family with me. I had, you know, Chloe came and had Hunter with me and they were just kind of, Chloe was just driving her RC car around. So, you know, Hunter was just kind of chasing, chasing her, chasing the car around. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> he looked like he was having fun and man, he's getting big. He is getting yeah, big. Sure. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then besides that, like, we kind of wanted to go, you know, Chloe wanted to check out, like, she's never driven her RC car on, like, a racetrack. So there was this place called RC Car World down, I don't know, Hill, Hill, I forgot the name of the town. But, you know, I looked on the map, and it was kind of, like, down, like, southwest from the field. So I was like, oh, that doesn't look too far. Yeah. Once once I go, once I got into my car and started driving and put, put the address in the Navi, it was like, a solid hour, hour and ten minutes away. Oh, jeez. So I was like, all right, it's a little bit further than I thought. But, you know, whatever. We have the time. Let's go. So we went, and it's place is weird. It's, like, part of a flea market or something. But, like, it has, like, you know, like, if you think about, like, a big shopping center, like a big, uh, let's say, like, a shop right or maybe, like, a department store, right, that closes out and it's gutted out. And then they have, like, little stalls in there for flea market stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But... Half of this place was just this RC place. So it was open. It had they had work tables everywhere with electricity, charging, and everything. They had a off-road, and it was all carpet. So off-road carpet track for the, um, like you know for the buggies and trucks and short course trucks. And then they had a drift track, which I was interested in. So I, you know my drift car. And they also had like uh, the Mini Z and an on-road track. So they had like four different tracks there, which was pretty cool. 
And I got to try the drift track and the, the RC car truck, whatever the off-road track. It was, it was cool. It was, you know, and Chloe loved it. She she was she was excited, and she it was great because she was able to like jump the truck on the track and like actually like try to precision drive instead of just bashing the car around. Mm-hmm. So she was loving it. Um, you know, it was kind of difficult with Hunter though, because he just wanted to go run yeah. after the car or play with everything. Yeah. Um, and this, and and like the shop was pretty cool too, because they had tons of stuff. It was amazing how much stuff they had for cars, like, and not just like your standard tracks and stuff that you go to every hobby shop. It's like tracks up the wall, like everything's tracks. But they had like all the like drift car companies and. Just a whole big variety of stuff, so it was pretty cool, um, you know. And it wasn't too bad for the the pay, you know like you have to pay to you know race on the track and stuff. It wasn't too bad. The guy hooked me up because uh, we were only there for like basically forty minutes or so. Yeah, but that's kind of been my weekend as far did, as RC stuff. Did you take your drift car drive yeah. it? Yeah. How'd that I, go? It went all right. It was it was all right. Um, and one of the guys was like, you know. He was like, oh, you knew? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of my first, like, real drive drift car. He's like, oh, let me help you set up. So he actually helped. He actually worked on my car for, like, 30 minutes setting everything up for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, the, you know, like, the ESEM point he lowered so that way I could be on the throttle more going around the turns and without spinning out. Um, He adjusted the gyro a little and steering and stuff. Like, he, he basically made the car, like, good enough to race on that track. And, you know, he was driving around drifting every corner. I was like, okay. And then I try and I'll drift one or two corners and then spin out and then another corner and spin out, you know. But um, but I know the car can do it, so it's just me. I got to learn how to do it. Um, so it was it was pretty cool. That was that was actually one of the highlights of going there. Is that someone took you know just like in the helicopter mm-hmm. uh, world, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you go, you know, you, you ask for help, someone step up and usually help you for half an hour, an hour, help you set up your stuff, right? And this was exactly the same feeling. Like I, I you know. Yeah. He knew that he saw that I was new and didn't have much experience, and he was like, "Okay." And he helped me get get it all set up. So I'm I'm gonna leave it the way it is. It's it's good. Yeah, that's awesome story. Yeah, cool, cool man. Yeah. So now, uh, is that uh, like the closest place for drifting, or? Um, that's the only place I saw that had a drift track, and that was concrete, right? That wasn't carpet, right? No, it was it was like final flooring or something like it was oh, smooth okay. but it was different it, it, it was like yeah maybe it wasn't concrete though because I, okay. I barely have any scuff marks on the tires you know yeah um like i have like i bought a, a new set of tires to run on that track because i didn't want to run the tires i had because they're all scuffed up from the from just trying to drift on the asphalt but uh yeah so but they're good about it they're, i was like Guys, have what tires do I should I get? And they're like, oh, get the MST Silver Dots, blah blah. And I was like, okay. And I go, I go in the store, and and this guy Mike, who's the owner, is like, oh yeah, Silver Dots, here you go. And you know, you want rims? Or I was like, yeah, let me get a set of rims. And the thing about RC car stuff is that like the drifting specifically, it's because it's very scale. So like the rims I get are like they look like Yankees or they look like Koenigs, you know, like you get actual like name brand looking rims and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you like potentially if I wanted to, like I can have a real car, drift car and make a RC version just the same because they have a lot of the same stuff. They have smoke machines. They have all this crazy stuff for drift cars now. What do you do with a smoke machine? You put it in the drift car? 
Yeah, you have it come out the exhaust. Oh, geez. I've seen that on <laughs> the... There's a YouTube channel, that German YouTube channel, RCRCRC. And okay. those guys, uh, they, they'll do the... Like, they'll do a, a complete, like, dirt setup, and they'll have military vehicles going through and crawling through mm-hmm. and they have all lights and they have sound kits in them and they sell yeah. like diesels and some of them have the smoke kits on them and yeah. i didn't think they did that for the drift cars that's pretty freaking cool dude they do yeah even like hobby king has one there's other companies that make them now it's it's, it's like a whole different world it's insane you know and i feel like the drift community is probably close to like drift and crawling i think are like the specialties they're closer to like i think RC aircraft and RC and RC helicopters, you know, like as far as the community, because like racing a drift car is it's race like drift racing is about style, about like how yeah. much flash you have on, you know, how much drift angle and how close you are to the other car. It's not about speed, like so. There's no real competition to be the fastest or to hoard your information like the car racing, you know. Yeah, has. yeah. It's about you finesse. It's yeah, it's about, about finesse, finesse so. but it's also about like. You know, so like when when you drive there and you you know when you like you need help, people will help you because they're not trying to like hoard that information as a secret. They're like, oh mm-hmm. sure, let's yeah. Well, it makes sense because there's a guy that set your car up all for you and drove it around and he was drifting and then you went out and did a couple, but you weren't as good as it. it's more about skill in that respect than it is sure yeah like your car setup and setup you know? right yeah and then a ten year old could do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like the the thing with crawling and and the drift, I I feel like any time I needed help or like asked for something, like it wasn't like like even online, everyone was very helpful. Like before I even came to that place, I posted online on a Facebook group um, that I'm in for like uh, New Jersey scale off road or something like something for the crawling stuff. And right. I was like, hey, does this. Does anyone have any experience with this place? And then I got like a whole slew of feedback from people. And some were saying some was good, some were saying bad things about it. And I was like, that's cool though, you know. But it's just cool that like people are like very willing to share um, information and and stuff. Because I feel like the car racing stuff, it was the opposite when I was trying to do that for a little bit. Oh, it was yeah. all like they're like just clicks. Like you stay in your click, and that's why I see the FPV guys kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. Like the quad racers, you know, they kind of stay in their groups and they're kind of a little bit siloed um not as much as maybe the car racing industry but you know what yeah. like both industries you know they, they they have actual winning like you win money right so mm-hmm. in competition so because i guess of that it becomes trade secrets and stuff yeah yeah i'm glad you kind of clarified that because when you're talking about the cars i've always heard that it's kind of you know they're not super helpful they don't want to share any tips or anything mm-hmm. So you kind of talking about the drift parts different. So that's that's really n- neat. I'm yeah, glad you shared that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's go into the main topic here. All right, all right. So sharing the hobby. I don't know what that means. It means sharing. I guess we're sharing the hobby, right? We share the hobby by sharing our experiences on this podcast. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I yeah. share by. Telling everybody how much an idiot I am, mm-hmm. and don't make the same mistakes I make, and I think people really learn from that. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. No, they learn to turn around, and say help, help, help. Yeah, definitely, dude. <laughs> I almost took a picture of this, Kevin, but when I was opening this the box for this new kit, I'm looking at everything. I got the 
the booms in a bag in a box. I'm like, where's the push rod? Where's the <laughs> boom supports? Hmm, maybe I'll check inside the boom. Yep. Sure <laughs> enough. There they were. See, like, see? I would have never looked there if I didn't know about Kevin's incident. Oh, he should have done a Facebook live with that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> and I'll tell you yeah. what, dude, somebody's going to come up to me down the road and say, I I knew I needed serious help, and I didn't turn around and yell help. I yelled help, 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 because I knew it was serious shit. I, yeah. needed, I needed help immediately. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you can share a hobby by doing what we do, right? We can You can start up a podcast. You can, you know, yeah. join up and, you know, Absolutely. get a group of guys and start sharing your experiences, talking about the hobby. Basically, just bringing content. To the ho- of the hobby to the people, right? Yeah. Like, you know, whether it's it's RC people or not. So that's one thing. I mean, definitely you can share the hobby with social media, right? So we'll kind of go into some of that stuff. So, like, let's talk about sharing the hobby on Facebook. Yeah, you do a great job of this, Steve. Mm-hmm. I used to do more. I just feel like it's it gets harder just with the time and stuff. But, you know, sharing the hobby with Facebook, it's like – and it's really mainly not, not – Obviously, we share the hobby within our our Facebook groups and stuff, and we comment and like posts and stuff like that within, you know, the different RC helicopter groups like CP Helis, RC uh, Heli Hangout, um, the Flying Box, you know, just like other sites and stuff or groups within Facebook. But I think it's very important to share the hobby to just your own uh, Facebook page publicly because almost more important i think yeah yeah because like the people that you know i could say hey i went flying this weekend and you know my club and blah 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 and my helicopters fly, flew awesome blah 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 but if i share it to people that fly helicopters they're like cool they, right. they don't like it but i mean it's like one in a billion posts that they see like that every day yeah you know but when you share a post to like your private your regular Pictures public facing or page or something yeah yeah like, so shit, i didn't even know this existed and then i get interested yeah so like i'll often get times you know where like i have a lot of coworkers that are also part of my facebook friends and and they'll be like oh yeah i saw you went flying this weekend that's cool blah blah, blah. and they'll talk about it for a little bit even though they have no interest really in it it's just something that they, we can talk about and you know and it's cool like sure yeah i'll share you know so i'm sharing a hobby that way to folks that don't know about the hobby, don't really, for the most part, care about the hobby, really, right? Right. And, so. you know, once once you get the word out there that, and you're doing it on social media, on Facebook, you know, yeah. they know that that's, that's a person, if they have any questions, they can come to. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I didn't, I'm, I'm not really, I'm on Facebook, but I'm on, on Facebook with my brother-in-law, but he has come up to me knowing that I'm a guy that does this kind of stuff. And he's been, you know, he'll ask me questions about a drone and stuff like that, you know, yeah. what, what to get. And, you know, yep. I'll ask him what he wants to do. You know, do you want to fly into your garage door? Okay, get a DJI. <laughs> and make sure you put it on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should go live with that. It's be great. But that's like, um, the, that's like the common thread through all of this is, you know, getting it out there that people can come to you and, and ask any, any kind of questions about it, you know, then getting it out there. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, often I get the same thing, right? Like folks at my job would be like, oh, I was interested in getting a drone. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a couple things you need to know about that. <laughs> you know, right. uh, you, li- you, you live and work in Brooklyn. You most likely won't be able to fly in many places to right. be aware of, you right. know, that you can only fly mostly at, at, at fields that are like AMA fields and stuff like that. You know, not to deter anyone, but just to give them more information about like 
what what our hobby really is, right? It's not about just, you know, even though everyone thinks our hobby is quads with cameras on them, right? You know, that it's not just that. And there are rules and things we need to kind of be aware of if we do decide to, to right. partake in this hobby, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So beyond Facebook, obviously there's other uh, – there's like the video platforms, right? We'll call them the video platforms. And that means we have your YouTube, your Vimeo, even Facebook with Facebook videos, right? And sharing a hobby with that, like creating content, video content for folks, right? I think it's huge too, right? Because that has a huge uh, presence. Like, you it know, does. yeah, you can you can basically be anywhere in the world and you can find Bill Ann's YouTube channel and start watching his helicopter videos, right? Like... You know, like people randomly will fall on my YouTube page and start liking it and subscribing to it. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Got another subscriber. And I'm looking like they don't, you know, they don't seem like they're helicopter people, but maybe something, one of my videos perked some interest. So they subscribe and, you know, maybe one day in the future, they'll get into it. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, they say pictures worth a thousand words, but then when you have, you know, a thousand moving pictures, you know, it really Mm -hmm. is. It really does do a lot of the stuff justice uh a lot better than just a still picture mm-hmm. yeah which i i barely do any youtube stuff anymore mm-hmm. it's just uh for me it's time and it's you know the podcast takes priority over any kind of thing like that yeah yeah and it's crazy because you, you know you're right like a picture of videos is like a thousand pictures right like it's it just says so much more yeah. Um. Like a picture is a thousand words, but then a, a video is a thousand pictures, and then when you see it in real life, then your mind's completely blown because yeah. you you can't. Video doesn't transfer depth perception <laughs> as well, and the speed and the you know how yeah. low these things get. Yeah. When yeah. you watch a video, then you can just think, oh, that's CGI. Yeah, so, remember, like they had that whole thing where they're like, uh, Alan Zapo flies, like, yeah. oh, that's fake. Oh, it was the fake. shadows the wrong. Shadows, the uh-huh. look. Yeah, that's yeah. poor CGI at best. Yeah, it's too fast. It couldn't be like that. <laughs> or that the scientific experts. Yeah. yeah, that I'm supposed to believe every other video thing that experts. Comes out of them out? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, they were they were way off. <laughs> so, but in real life, with your own eyeballs, it's kind of hard to yeah not get it. Sure. Yeah. It's and it's insane. It's it's really it's it really is insane when you see these things. Um, yeah, and I've always said that, dude. Definitely, I've I've said that since the first time I saw Ben Stork fly. Man, I've I've, I've seen this stuff on YouTube up until that point. The first time I saw him fly that seven hundred or six hundred or whatever size it was in Vegas, I was like, my God, this <laughs> YouTube doesn't do this uh, justice at all, man. You gotta Adam. see this stuff live. You did. Very impressive. Yep. Yep. And then you have an enthusiasm, you know, you have enthusiasm about it, you know? You're like, holy cow, you got to come out and see this. I mean, and that's all, how it all starts, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, word of mouth, and you're excited about it, and you tell other people about it, and you're sharing it that way. And, you know, before you know it, they're like, hey, I got to give that a shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or, like, I don't know, like, I have a coworker who likes to take pictures. And he loves taking pictures of helicopters because it looks so cool. And it's also like, it's difficult, right? It's difficult to keep a helicopter in frame yeah. and in focus when they're moving so quickly through their acrobatic routines that like he, he likes to challenge too. They're like, you know, so it's pretty cool. So then like 
moving off of video content now, I call these three sites more of uh, your younger generation social media or social networking sites because it's all about instant gratification. It's about 60 seconds or less or I don't know how many words or less for Twitter or characters or whatever. 150 characters or less or something like that. You know, 144 or something like that, right? Something like that. And, you know, so we're talking about sharing the hobby via Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. By the way, fuck Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a Twitter account. I I might have one, but I don't, I don't I ever log ever in or nothing. Like I think I had one to, like, see, you know, some tweets from someone at one point, And I was like, what the hell am I doing? This is garbage. But anyways... <laughs> Instagram is actually a pretty good platform to, for sharing, I think. And I think so is for Snapchat, too. Um, Snapchat is a little more, I mean, it's definitely more of the, the tweens and teenagers because it's like, what is it? It's like a 30-second video that only lasts for like a day or something. Yeah, it's I thought it was weird. only for uh, sending nudes back and forth for young kids. Oh, geez. Teenagers or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to go they, there. Don't they disappear <laughs> after like 10 seconds or something? Supposedly they disappear, but I'm sure there's a lot of government officials that will say no, they don't disappear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, how could you get any good, you know, hobby content when the picture disappears? I think it's it's about like, you know, just like a quick flash like of stuff, right? It's like a blast of little content that someone will catch for a little bit, and you know, I think it more, might it's spark more like, something. Yeah, hey, I'm out at the field. Boom. You know, I'm here with this guy. It's, it's like those pictures that you delete after you post on Facebook, you mm-hmm. know, from your phone. It's like, you know, yeah, just, hey, I'm out at the field and this is what's going on. Um, So, yeah, Snapchat is probably not the best of the instant gratification social network media. But, like, I think Instagram is a pretty good um, outlet for that. You know, you still have a good amount of young, younger folks on there. You know, you could do up to 60-second or one-minute video clips and stories and all this stuff. Um, and I don't know. I, just, I feel like I have a group of friends that are on both, but I see their activity more on Instagram than on Facebook and vice yeah. versa, you know. You know, like like Javier, I, I see him on, on Instagram, but I don't see him on Facebook. I, yeah, I was told Facebook is just for old people now and Instagrams where all the young people are. So that sound right. Yeah, that's what I. That's that's the gist of what I've heard too. I, you know, I mean, sure, it could be. It, it probably is. That's where I um, am. I'm on Instagram. The hell with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've it? also heard that that uh, you know if a place treats you bad, like a hotel or something, you get on their Twitter account and you or you tweet to them or whatever they they do with Twitter and it's worth more than writing anything else. Yeah. And, and I heard that years ago. And now you see the yes. power of it now with Trump just tweeting stuff out. He doesn't need the media anymore. And he just tweets out it whatever he wants. And, and it's just it's the way technology's going. That's the way the news feeds are going. It's not going towards your traditional, right. you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock news or your morning news. It's, you know, people are getting their news from these sources. And I think now- it's... It's getting a little off topic, but I think that that the regular commonplace, you know, the news and the three big television networks, I think this is a, this is a scary time for them because you got everybody and their brother doing a podcast, 
everybody's getting news and stuff locally from other people and it's like they don't go to the mainstream you know the big networks for mm-hmm. their news content really anymore they go to a lot of people go to podcasts by the time the six o'clock news comes on yeah so right. we'd already ready. know everything that they're gonna say you've seen it on mm-hmm. facebook already yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Or, yeah, or some yeah. other website yeah mm-hmm and and I think I don't think they're they're dying as as per se, but I think they're like they're definitely shifting a lot of their focus into more of the social media stuff too. Like you'll see those feeds from yes, CBS or NBC or CNN or you know even Fox News and stuff like that. You'll see them on social media, and and they're they're basically flooding their feeds with their news. As live as everyone else getting their news and publishing it, you know. Yeah. So really the only news I follow is The Onion, just saying. <laughs> Wasn't that a uh, comical, uh, sat- satirical news? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, so, so those are some of your outlets that you can, you can um, share the hobby with. Um, Another one is just talking to people, right? Like talking yeah. to your friends, like your real friends, you know, that are in front of you that you hung out with and grabbing a beer with and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or your family members, you know? Mm-hmm. I got my nephews into RC cars and my 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 brother-in-law's uh, two kids are into cars and, you know, they're, they race them around and, you know, they just... Once they know you know what you're doing or you, you know, can recommend stuff or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure about the cars, but you know, they've, they've even said before the kids were born, you know, it'd be great to, to bring them out to the field to, to watch Kevin fly his planes and stuff like that. You know, it just all sparks the interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the best stuff about our hobby with the, the aircraft, the, the flight, the RC flight stuff is that it basically, promotes technology engineering and aeronautics right like it supports like i don't know i just feel like more kids will want to be pilots or want to go to space or want to be an engineer or want to be you know some type of like some kind of you know technical side right and not Mm -hmm. just you know be like what people wanted to be back in the day so much like i want to be a writer i want to be a you know i want to be a let's see what else is there i don't know doctor or or whatever you know like no you're absolutely uh, right i mean how many how many kids did we meet over the years now at flight fest because of flight test you know that we know Mm -hmm. are are brilliant kids uh andrews we how before he was even on the team we were saying he should be on flight you know on flight test um and uh, I mean, Keegan, think about spawn holes. Keegan, yeah, Keegan's great. And, and he, Paul Jennings pursuing, was a really yeah, young Paul. kid. I don't, I don't really. I, I'm friends with Paul on Facebook, uh, and I see him every now and then. But uh, yeah, I mean, all yeah, all three of those guys have their pilot's license. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about um, kids and and um, the, sparking the interest in that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's also great to, uh, when they can start building things and learn how mechanical things work like especially on the heli side but in planes as well yeah because uh, right. i feel like a lot of kids nowadays don't maybe tinker and build kits and stuff like we did when we were little mm-hmm. they're more in 
interested in like electronics and stuff like that. Yeah, they're more so, interested in video games. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's good to learn how to use a screwdriver, or this or that, or wrenches, yeah. and which Absolutely. will is is I mean, that's just good stuff to know as you become yeah. an adult. You get Definitely. A, and it all Definitely. translates. You know how which end of the mm-hmm. screwdriver to use on a helicopter. Right. You yeah. get a you know IKEA bookcase or whatever. Yeah. You, you know how to. It's like oh, this ain't nothing. Put it right together. I mean, versus scratching your head, being like, oh, I don't know how this goes together. I'm sh- I'm sure there's kids out there that are like whatever, fifteen, sixteen, like teenagers that don't even know which way you screw in a screw. No, you they know? right. They wouldn't oh, know. Yeah. yeah, dude, I yeah. got a funny story no for concept. you. My my brother-in-law is a lawyer. He has a big house. He's a great guy. I don't, you know, I I wouldn't talk bad about him or anything, but he had this fence put up, and there was this plastic clip that clipped in as the gate closed, uh, mm-hmm. and it was off. It was it was it was off by like a half an inch. And because I've done fire alarms and the alarm business and all that stuff, I keep those little tiny screwdrivers. We call them tweakers for tweaking mm-hmm. things. Uh, you know, and they're only maybe about an eighth of an inch. You know, yeah. Uh, got a blade on about an eighth of an inch i keep mm-hmm. one in my jeep or i was keeping it. you come across them so much it's like pens you know you always have yeah. one so i have one in my jeep and i i was i was over his house working on something and he was like yeah i gotta call the fence guy back because the gate's not closing right i, I went to my jeep i went to the gate and i saw that there was a little set screw i undid it maybe enough turns you know to move that that piece out that catch piece out about a half an inch and the gate's been closing fine ever since and it was funny because he wound up telling my wife and my wife was like yeah well wait till you get our bill you know joking around and stuff but that's <laughs> that's the whole thing we're yeah. talking about here too yeah, really he's like someone. he's he's a brilliant guy and i love him but yeah like little stuff like that he's either too busy to look at it or doesn't realize you know because he's never looked at anything like that like how does this work you know? yeah yep. he's yep. getting more and more into that kind of stuff because him and i have done a lot of stuff together on his house but it's it's that absolutely like a Devin could have walked up and looked at that and said, you know, all I got to do is turn this thing out a little bit and it'll catch and it'll close. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like when you think about kids and like, you know, wrenching and like just building or taking part things so like, like Eric Bertram, you know, like right. he comes to my mind because like he brought up his kids to know how to do these simple things. And like the other, I, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, actually. But, you know, he posted a picture. He's like, look at it. Look, look at my son. He's rebuilding his blade, whatever, 230S or whatever it was mm-hmm. by himself. Wow. Yep. You know, like that's, that's awesome. fantastic. Like to be like 12, 13 years old or whatever the age his kids are and to be able to like start wrenching on things. You know, He's without how to solder. How yeah. To build. Yes. Yeah. You know, another skill that's not really too difficult to learn how to do, but not a lot of people know how to do it. Yeah, for sure. To solder correctly. Yep. And that leads to like you want I'll, like that led to me wanting to learn how to to weld. I want to learn how to weld, you know, so I want to be able to make shit if I wanted to. You know? uh, I'd love <laughs> I to. Yeah. So it's like but like the doors kind of open up when, you know, especially because this this hobby is so in it's so involved with like not just uh, the flying ability but also the electronics and the mechanical and like all these different aspects of you know engineering and stuff that you need to use your mind for you know and troubleshooting yeah sure absolutely oh yeah that's a big one troubleshooting right yeah 
like you mentioned before, like talking to coworkers and stuff or people that know like your family that know that you fly and then they come for advice when they, when they do get any type of interest in this hobby. Right. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Def- you know, definitely, definitely don't make it too scary for them. You know, Oh my God, the FAA. No, but like, yeah, yeah keep it positive. Focus on the, keep positive. it positive. Yes. Right. They'll figure the other out later. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Uh, what are some other ways of sharing the hobby? Uh, magazine ads, yeah. billboards, newspaper, yeah, yeah. commercials. Mm-hmm. Yep, commercials. Just, you know, any type of like promoting the hobby with ad stuff. You know, I don't know how effective these things are these days. Um, Not very. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They advertise a crap load in the AMA magazine, but yeah, but I don't know. only. Pay- you, you got to be in the, in the hobby before you yeah. ever see that magazine. True. Yeah. And there's no other magazines that are really widely published, except for like RC Car Action. I think they're still around. And, you know, I what I do when I go on vacation or to a place I'm, I don't know of, like, say I go down South Jersey or someplace, you know, I'll look around. I'll look and see if there's a hobby store around, and I'll stop in and just talk to them yeah. and see what's up. I'm big you know? on that, too. Yeah. I enjoy doing that. And in a way, you're sharing, you know, hey, I, I fly helicopters, I fly airplanes, you know. Uh, I've done it in Vegas. I did it in Florida last time I was there. You know, it, I think it's good to see what's out there, mm-hmm. you know. And if you talk to guys about, you know, uh, what you're into, maybe they'd, maybe they'd spark some interest in that too, you know. Or you might be interested in what the hobby shop is mainly selling, like if it's a car hobby shop mm-hmm. or airplane, you know. Yep. Come to think of it, like even sharing a hobby within the hobby, I think is is very helpful too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like like take Mike D, you know, our very own planker. When I first met him and joined Polt, like Tri County, you know, I knew he flew helicopters, but he kind of, you know, he was he flew a little, not too much. But I feel like now, I mean, last weekend I couldn't believe it. He all he brought was helicopters to the yeah. field. Yeah. We're like everyone was shocked. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Where's your plane? Where's your 3D plane? Where's your, you know, where's your nitro, your gas or something? Yeah, I think yeah. it was about a year after we joined uh, was the first time I actually saw him with a helicopter. Yeah. And I was like, wow, uh, I didn't know you flew helicopters. I think it was yeah. a 550 he had, something, a line 550, something like that. He had like the 550 that. and also he had the 700, yeah. Yeah, and now he's, geez, got a couple goblins and... Uh, the XL, the XL 520 yeah. he has. yeah. And like yeah. you said, last weekend, that's all he had was helicopters, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's been I, flying all of it. Obviously, and I, yeah. I think he's enjoying it, man. I, I do think he's enjoying it. I know it's he's at that point where, you know, orientation is is kind of he's he's learning that. And uh, but I do think he's enjoying it. And he's been progressing. I've seen a, a difference. Yeah. Yeah. He's like definitely getting year. more comfortable flying. I, I noticed when he first when I first saw him flying, he was very very erratic and i don't know a little bit on the scary side <laughs> but like two-dimensional not very two-dimensional very like you know tailing all the time yeah um but yeah he's growing you know and and that's the thing like and he doesn't he doesn't fully concentrate on heli so like no. you know he does both and you know he, he even said it the other day i think to me he was like yeah you know i, I do a couple of flights in the heli a couple of flights in the plane and go back and forth and i probably will progress faster if i were just stuck with helicopters or just stuck with planes but He's like, but I'm enjoying myself, so no, it's I'm going to continue doing yep. this. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Yep. Yeah. And he does so, a lot of big uh, nitro planes and big, big scale stuff. Planes. Yeah. yeah. And that's the cool thing is like that, you know, you can take someone like Mike who's, you know, been flying planes for a long time and, and at least probably, but like, you know, to kind of like revitalize the heli front a little bit more just because he's been hanging out with us more. He's, you know, obviously he does the planker news field report, whatever this segment thing is called, <laughs> the skit. What, 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 yeah. what was it? You know, <laughs> um, but like, it's cool that like he, it's like, you know, same thing with Eric. Oh, yeah. Milk, right yep. you know who's he was all about airplanes and he still is but Got some he's real nice having stuff. such a great time at these fun flies with us and that he's like getting more into helicopters he's you know he he has an n7 on the table he just bought an oxy3 Tariq that he's been flying um what yeah. else does he have his line 550 it's like just a whole slew he still has his raptors like i mean you know yeah. and he he has my 600 t-rex nitro that he's been flying to, like, and it's great. Like, he's, I think, probably because of us, you know, Rob, you, I, uh, you know, like, just uh, the Tri-County Heli crew, that, like, we've been, like, more and more people that just fly planes are now kind of venturing into this portion of the hobby and, and taking a look, you know, not from the outside, looking from the inside now, like, what this hobby is about for us, you know? Yeah. So we Which get to share exactly that. exactly the awesome. same way we did it exactly our experience yeah i know we both started out with airplanes yeah we both started out with airplanes i mean mine was just watching youtube videos i just couldn't believe how these guys were flying them yeah. and then i think um i want to say like we went to an event and i was just like okay this is it <laughs> like i think after i started doing helicopter events i made a full switch over like you yeah. know, I'm not flying planes anymore. I'm just going to fly helicopters. I want to progress in helicopters. So that's what I'm going to focus on, right? Yeah, I think it was 2014 when you guys went down to the South Jersey uh, heli event. No, was it's, it? oh, it was when I met Jeff for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, we met up and we went to a fun fly somewhere in like, not South Jersey, but more like Central Jersey somewhere. Oh, man. And I met Jeff and his wife there for the first time and... and I saw, you know, it was like it was right after Roman passed away because I we I remember everyone doing like a a hover for him. Oh, okay. Like a you know a memorial hover for him, and and I remember I was still flying like my the CP one hundred or whatever it was. Yeah, CP one hundred and my uh, my what was the, the blade one thirty uh, X, you know that garbage one. And I, th- I think I had my 450 because I remember crashing it there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I was I was super new at this. I did not know what I was doing. And then, you know, I think I crashed behind the flight line once. <laughs> and I kind of like tucked <laughs> my tail between the leg and walked away. <laughs> you know, because I didn't really know anyone there. And, and not that I, and no, no one, you know, like not that anyone said anything, but it was just kind of like, I know that's no, a big no-no. Let me kind of sneak away. But um, <laughs> but that, you know, but it was cool though. Like I got to see helicopters actually do like more more things than just sport fly. You know, more things than just fly like a scale heli. So it kind of definitely opened my eyes. Like, ooh, this is cool. And and you know, I probably not then when I started getting into helicopters strictly, because it was after I met you, Kevin. And I think we were like friends for like at least a year, because I remember doing both for a while. You know, during yeah. the whole Green Pond days and stuff. 
Um, but then after that, I think it's like, yeah, because we, we ended up not having Green Pond anymore and we we're struggling to find a place to fly. Um, I know you were trying a couple of clubs up like north. I ended up, uh, when we ended up finding, I don't know if you did, I think you might have, find um, Tri-County and you're like, oh, I'm going to go check out this place. And we went there and like Ricky Cricky was flying and John John was flying. And when I saw John John fly, I thought he was amazing. I was like, oh, shit. You know, he's pure flipping and doing these things and flying inverted and all this stuff, you know. I remember and seeing then, John Dale fly too there. And then John Dale. And I was, was like, like, whoa. Holy crap. Yeah. holy crap. He looks out of control, but he's flying the crap out of it. And he lands <laughs> in one piece. That's great. Yeah. And then, and then going, to, you know, going to actual fun flies. It just, it, it was, it, it was over. Well, man, I gotta and say, I, seeking out that club, man. We've talked about clubs in the past. That just mm-hmm. seeking out that club and, uh, you know, meeting the guys for the first time. And then every time I go there, it's like a fun fly. Like we, ha- I have such a good time with all the guys there. We we laugh. We have a good time. We're always busting chops, and it's just a really, man. It's it's a really good time, really good way to spend, you know, part of your weekend. After you know dealing with work and stuff, it's 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 awesome, really. It really is, and that's you know it has nothing to do with with the models or what we're flying. It's just the the people that are there. Yeah, and that, and exactly, I think the people is what drew it even more. And you know, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, the, the plane, how it does. Anyone who flies aircraft share the same like yeah love of like flying things that want to hit the ground hard, you know. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So, in turn, you know, everyone in the hobby should do their part to share the hobby as much as possible to keep this hobby alive. I think one of the things that's really hitting really hitting home for most, like, in this business or in this hobby itself is that, you know, the hobbyists are dying. Like, the older folks are passing away and, and you know, the hobby is not being shared down. So it's not like we're having the the amount of new people that they used to have back in the day, you know, before video games, before the internet, before TV, like, you know, like it's just not as like, I don't know. It's not Less sparking that interest. In. Yeah. Well I, well, I gotta think yes and no, really, because you do have, uh, you know, a lot of people that aren't interested in it and we have video games taking over the kids, uh, you know, time more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But then you have flight test comes out and is a huge hit and yeah. is more family oriented and, you know, mm-hmm. and has the kids, you know, there. And I know the kids have a great time because I've seen it year after year, you know, at flight yeah. fest and they've, they've taken some interest in, in flying and it's, it's I- actually going to be interesting. You know, what's going to happen to the hobby like 20 years from now? Like, you know, when because not a lot of people at that point will will even realize what a flybard heli was or have flown one, you know, and it's it's going to be interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. that whole fear of helicopters won't be there where there'll be more airplanes, helicopters in the air, you know, at, at uh, yeah. clubs or. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And, and I think I think. So the problem is, is that I see is that not enough kids are getting into it to the amount of people that are leaving the hobby. And sure, flight tests had a big surge of folks, and so is the whole drone racing and the, the drones and the True. quads and the AP. That Those two things, I think, influx a lot of people. 
the the thing is is that like even though they brought in a lot of people, it's still a small scale compared to video gaming. Oh yeah, you know, compared uh, to yeah. other parts of the RC industry, like RC cars, you know, and you know, mainly cars. So I, I think that's really the biggest, um, the biggest gateway hobby, I guess, to RC. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, like you might have a million people subscribe to flight test, but I'm sure. You know, when these game companies sell games, they sell more than a million copies of a game, you know? Oh, God, yeah. I don't think it's so, a comparison. Yeah, so, like, you know, what is, like, it's still probably not as much as it could have been or, you know, yeah, that it could have been if if maybe everyone did a better job promoting the hobby, especially the older folks. I'm, I'm going to call them out on this. You know, the ones that are like, back in my day, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, well, that, cool. That was back in your day. It's 2019 now it's not back in your day anymore like we all should try to be the most positive people in this hobby as possible so that other people want to get in the hobby and that's what flight test did yeah flight tests are so overly positive and sharing and caring that people just got drawn to that positivity and knew that like okay well you crash your plane just grew back together and fly again you know not yeah. you you crash a helicopter and you're dangerous. You shouldn't be flying here at this club. Like, what? Like, that's not helpful to anyone. Yeah, crashes no. happen. Yeah. That's so, like, it, it is, I think, everyone's responsibility to share the, the best part of this hobby. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's do our part as best as we can. Yeah. Absolutely, man. All right. Uh, is there any other things we can do to talk about this topic, or should we move it on? I don't know. What do you think, Andy? If you're out flying in a public place or something and somebody comes up to you, be courteous, answer their questions, even if it's annoying. And yeah, don't, don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a dick. I mean, that's <laughs> <I, I, it's, laughs> yeah. as simple as it can be. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it might be annoying or you might have to land because yeah. they're bothering you or something, but. You know, try to show them your stuff, show them your airplane yeah. or your heli and yeah. answer their questions. And, you know, that, you might spark some interest. Dude, that, that person might be your best friend tomorrow. Exactly. You never know. Exactly. Yeah, you know? True. And it, yeah. it, it could be like, oh, you're OK, cool. That's cool playing. And they might not even get into the hobby. But then you find out like, oh, you guys are both into guitars or both into cars, you know, and yeah. hot riding or something. They might have a kid or something. You could get them into it. You know, you never know. Right. Yeah. Always be courteous to people. I flew down at my local soccer field for probably six months flying flight test stuff. And I was, you know, I was like, man, I'd love to talk to somebody about this hobby. I'm having such a great time. The only guy that came up to me that was interested in it, he spoke Italian. I didn't speak any Italian. And <laughs> I, he just sat there watching me fly the Delta around oh. in, in, you know, in a rectangle and that day and that was it but then i did you know but then you get you get guys come up to you you know they they either i had one guy come up he had problems with his plane we worked that out i had another guy who only flew gliders and he came up we i got to know him i've seen him at a few places uh one Mm -hmm. guy had a one guy had a my first experience with the the goggles was uh the guy came out and was just testing it out it was a dji it was probably phantom three at the time or two Mm -hmm. who knows even what it was back then but uh yeah, he had the whole FPV setup, and he let me try it out. And I was like, "Oh, this is insane!" 
So, uh, yeah, you, you never know. You never nice. know who you're going to meet, you know. Exactly. You never know what their story is or, you know, what they, uh, they might be looking to get rid of stuff. You never know, you know, they, you know, you, yeah, never know. you might get a deal. Yeah. You know, you There's so many possibilities. Know. Yeah. Okay. So let's see what we got for today. Oh, I'm boy. excited for this week. I'm, I'm excited and I'm scared. I'm, yes. You better be scared. <laughs> I'm very excited. No. Uh, let's just, let me refresh my feed here. Okay. Okay. So episode 11 was, we love Steve. So this must be episode 12. We hate Kevin. No name, just episode 12. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Episode 12 of The Planker Show. Can you believe this shit? You know, I have to take a minute and thank uh, Steve, Kevin, and Andy. Those guys have the most amazing trust. They, they never edit my content. They never ask to hear it up front, even though I sometimes I ask them to listen to it. They just let me do whatever I want. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots! <laughs> <laughs> Grab onto your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. It's the We Love Kevin episode. Oh boy! Hey, Kevin. Mike. I heard your message, man. What? What's up? I'm getting out of the hobby. I'm selling all my stuff. Dude, what the fuck? I called you. That's how my brain works. I'm a mess. What about, I mean, what about the podcasts? Don't those guys, those guys, those guys need you, don't they? That's a load of shit. Did you talk to Steve about this? What did he say? You can do a half hour show on your own. How about if I come over there and give you a rub and a tug? Does that make you feel better? Go ahead. Do whatever you got to do, doing whatever you feel like. Come on, dude. Don't be, don't be a baby. How many times have you left a hobby before? 173. Dude, you're fucked in the head. Yeah, yeah. I say a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. Balls, balls. <laughs> How about I send you over a nice big blow-up doll? Would that do it for you? Nice. All right, so you going to be okay, dude? Because I got a message from your wife. She said you weren't bathing, you weren't eating. <laughs> you were, you know, using adult diapers and shitting all over the place. I freaking love it. I stunk up the whole house. <laughs> All right, now listen, brother. Get your shit together because we got to do this uh, podcast, you know, the Planker interview. I'm going to be calling you tonight. Oh, boy. Hey, Kevin. It's Mike D's IX12 here. While he is off somewhere spanking the little fireman, I wanted to slip in a message before that stupid bastard gets back. He won't say this, but Mike thinks the world of you and appreciates everything you do for the hobby. However, I think you are a big fat stupid fuckface who needs to be kicked in the nuts, but I say that with love. Ha, 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 ha. Also, don't be an ass. Oh. Hey, Mike. This is the other angel. We'll say Lucy for sure. You know the one down low? I know that Lucy from up high has been calling you, trying to get you to stop the whacking. I'll tell you what. We down here, we want you to whack it more. I mean, really spank the shit of that thing, man. I will get to your request in a minute. And another note, 
leave Steve alone, will you, with that Kyle Stacy bullshit? We got that. You're too hard on the guy. We, we want him to we want him to have a little bit of pain. You're kicking his ass. So about your um, about your request, we also listen to Free Fall Officer podcast too. That stupid planker thing is shit. We want you to club a baby seal live on the air. Then maybe we'll have a conversation about your request. Then maybe we'll get you that cracking. <laughs> Hey, Kevin, you're up to be interviewed on the phone. It's your turn. Mike D. <laughs> Have you ever been interviewed on the phone before? Once. A few days back, we heard you had a very personal, delicate personal problem. Pulling on it, pulling it, you know how that is. But you are now, uh, <laughs> but now you're fixing this. Yeah, but I'm not going to push it because I don't want to break anything. So... What do you mean you are no longer playing with it? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I knew you were going to ask that. Okay, so um, <laughs> we heard that the root of this problem was the Thrustmaster. So you no longer are addicted to the Thrustmaster? Huge accomplishment for me. So, Kevin, what was that episode uh, that was reported where you had an incident in the Parkway restroom? I had my hands on the wrong cheeks. So you have a restraining <laughs> order in that? That's, uh, it's about what? <laughs> Bathrooms. Is that it? <laughs> Bathrooms. Oh my god. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Kevin, Mike G. I'm having some trouble with your recommendations. You told me I should practice flying inverted. And I've been doing that, but my God, I get these wicked headaches, and it's so difficult. Wouldn't it be easier if I just, you know, flew the heli upside down rather than hanging upside down? Let me know, dude. Hey, Kevin, it's Billy Monaco over here at uh, Ins and Outs Adult Store, and um, we got that we got that Thrustmaster you ordered. Really would like you to come and get this thing. It's kind of creeping us out. Thanks. <laughs> Hey, Kevin, Mike D. Listen, man, this isn't working out, dude. When I called you and I told you my ailerons on the heli were, were backwards, you told me that the servos had to be reversed. So I took the right one out of the right side, put it in the left. I took the left one out, put it in the right. It's the same shit, dude. Hey, Kevin, Mike D. again. Some of my friends think you're messing with me, telling me to uh, put uh, helium in the heli to make it fly lighter. I'm going to try it anyway, man. I'll let you know what happens. Kevin, wow, man, this is pretty awesome. We got uh, a little bit of helium and lots of nitrous oxide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where that heli is. It's, the heli left a while ago. Uh, I'll hang around for a while, see if it comes back. Thanks, Kevin. This is great, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, buddy, you over there. Hey, man, can I buy some pot from you? <laughs> hey Kevin, it's Owen Lester. Uh, we can't. This Thrustmaster is pretty badly damaged. We're not exactly sure what type of a lubricant you put on this thing, but whatever it is, it's not really made for that. We're also not too sure why it, it, the whole thing is so sticky. The guys in the shop are just confused about why is this thing so sticky. Mike, I didn't do anything. 
I did absolutely nothing except pulling on, pulling on. So I'm getting things down ready because I don't know what's going to happen next because of the problem I had with I had my hands on the wrong cheeks. I'm a mess. You got to squeeze your balls. And that's how we do shit downtown. Shit, shit, shit balls. <laughs> Mike is the best. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. And Andy. Hey! I suck. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike D, the Mike D, the Mike D is the best. The Mike D is the best, the best, the best, the best. It still sucks. Loved it. My loops look like eggs. I sent mine home with Tima. <laughs> My mind was getting confused too easily. Getting confused, getting confused, getting confused. Hey, Bill Ann. Fucking Steve, can't believe you talked me into this shit. <laughs> The mic was there. The mic is the best, the best, the best, the best. You know what the hell is going on? Got some We are five, and we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> um, um, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. Dude, I think he's like on that last part, huh? He's he's like ratcheted up. He's gotten a lot better at this. Mm -hmm. Mike D sucks. That's (laughs) all I'm gonna say for now. On sucks, he sucks. (laughs) Holy shit balls! But he'll he'll turn it around. He'll turn it around on me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man, I I don't know. I saw him this weekend. He was like, I'm kind of getting some, you know, log jam in the brain. Uh, he's not. <laughs> so he's like, uh, maybe he did that as a little spacer between season one and season two. His little uh, musical score there or whatever it is. Yeah, his little <laughs> remix. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't even talk after that. Uh, well. <laughs> All right. Actually, it wasn't too bad. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, and uh, it was way worse than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be. Let's move it on to news and announcements. Okay, news and announcements. All right. What do we have? What do we have? What do you think we have, listeners? Say it with me. The Freefall RC Helifest, fourth annual. Mm-hmm. The day this is released is the day you should be there. And I'm probably not going to be there until tomorrow. Exactly. So, uh, sorry, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, where is it being held? It's held at the Allens Airport, 231 Landing Road, Southampton, New Jersey. Or yes. Southampton. Or Southampton. Or South 
Hampton. Any which way you want to pronounce it is fine. Yep. Come and see Mike D in the flesh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hopefully not much of it, but a little (laughs) bit of it. Be like Ed Johnson. Show up and and tell tell us, I hate the show, but I can't stop listening to it. That was was the first time I met Ed. He walked up and said, I hate the show, and I can't stop listening. Yeah. (laughs) What else is going on? Well, we've got another fun fly out in Denver. One of the listeners wanted us to mention. Mm-hmm. Right, the Mile High Heli Showdown, August sixteenth through the eighteenth in Golden, Colorado, and he give a Facebook link, but it doesn't appear to work. But you can try it. Facebook dot com forward slash Mile High Heli Showdown. But there's also a a website that has all the info. Yes, and it's how would you pronounce this? Uh, Avarda. Arveda, Arveda, Arveda Modelers.com. Yeah. Arveda. Yeah. Apparently this is out near somewhere in the, like close to Denver, the Denver okay. area. And yep, you can email them at milehighhillyshowdown at gmail.com. Yep. And I just wanted to thank Adam Small for sending us a message so we could mention this. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, dude. He says he's going to be doing some demos and, uh, There'll be some buddy boxing going on. Nice. Some nice. night flying. And uh, it's all being held at the AAM Westfield uh, 7608 Colorado 80, uh, 93. I guess that's Route 93. Uh, Avarda, Colorado 80403. In case you want to put in your GPS. Yep. Cool, man. No, the page has a lot oh, of. Dear. Damn. Page has got a lot of big scale. Yeah, they got a really on, nice huh? website and mm-hmm. stuff here. Wow. Yeah. Arvada Associated Modelers. Yep. And the website is arvadamodelers.com. So A-R-V-A-D-A-M-O-D-E-L-E-R-S.com. And, uh, yeah, their flying field is very interesting. They have a lake that they fly off of. So they have a lot of sea and boat planes, too. Yeah. So they have a float fly, fun fly in June. They have a pattern challenge. It seems like a pretty good um club you know if you're in that area yeah and what a great uh you know tie into our topic this week um their club's uh primary goal is to introduce new new people into the fun enjoyment of safely flying model aircraft so on their website it says with this goal in mind we have a free formal training program uh which is pretty freaking awesome dude go out there and learn how to fly fly for free you know and just see if you like it Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing if you're interested and mm-hmm. that's great because then you don't have to spend any money on anything you know i noticed that when i was looking at their calendar for the events it looks like they do it every thursday yes they do, i guess shut down the field for a certain time to do training yeah 4 mm-hmm. p.m cool. until dark they say yeah yep yeah that's really awesome that's great man i know the um black dirt did that up by me uh and i think our club actually does that too ties it all in though you know they have an apprentice mm-hmm. that the club purchased and they'll yep. body box you on it yeah mm-hmm. it's not as you know uh regimented as this every thursday night but uh yeah that's great yeah and that's uh, i mean and that's the cool thing right it's like <clears throat> clubs like this that that will just kind of take anyone off the street and be like yeah we have everything don't worry about bringing anything just come and we'll train you how to fly 
that's a great great model of uh great way to represent the the hobby you know yeah dude and i'm reading a little history on the the club itself they were sanctioned in uh 1975 and they're uh a gold leader club with a membership of over 300 people. They're one of wow. the largest, they're one of the largest AMA sanctioned clubs in the United States. That's nice. pretty awesome. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Yep. Go check it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in that Denver area, definitely go check it out. Especially to the, the you know, support the, the, the heli fun fly too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So not not many people know what this is, uh, the North Jersey Heli Pilot. It's uh it's actually a club that Rob, myself, and Mike started up. So we're we're an, we're officially an AMA club since of the last year, the year before. Yeah, last year I think. I think it was the first full year. But now we have a field to call home. So we've. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. So. This is being recorded on Tuesday, but Monday the paperwork has all been submitted, and now the North, North Jersey Heli Pilots Club is open. I guess not for business, but open for membership. We'll say. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still waiting for my application to be approved. Uh, you never handed in your application, so we do actually. So there's a lot of formalization we need to do for this club. Um, you know, we we are an AMA club, but. You know, and we have like you know, Rob's the president. I'm a vice president. I think Devin's a safety officer, and we have a, a treasurer, um, Pete, and then also um, Mike's the uh, the secretary. So we kind of have like we have the officers of the club, but we're we're developing the bylaws. We we have a an initial bylaws release but we're gonna do some editing now that we have a field and we now have to take all that stuff into consideration to amend in the bylaws but what we'll do is we'll probably get that going and also formalize an actual official application that we can give out to folks that want to join and and you know and then we'll figure out kind of as the club grows we'll figure out more the logistics of the club as far as meetings and stuff like that but um yeah i'm really excited that, that we'll have a field that's you know from what I heard, I haven't seen it yet, but very, very nice for a helicopter flying. Yeah, yeah. I stopped by yesterday. Yeah, I stopped by yesterday morning because um, mm-hmm. I'm working right, right down the street from that place. Okay. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Can you they describe have, the field uh, a little? Because I, I don't really know much about it. There's a pretty so. decent sized trailer that I guess was was part of the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yep. an area kind of off to one side where you could easily park or camp over there uh okay the field itself is kind of in the bottom of like a u shaped kind of area where the way the trees are uh, okay it it's gonna be great for helicopters i don't know about airplanes um only because stretching out in front of us uh i don't know how many feet probably it, it's out there a ways is um an area where the tow planes will come in and pick up their their flags and drop okay. them off, mm-hmm. which Rob said is pretty awesome to see them come in and do that. They come in pretty low, and you yeah, know, it's it's actually right off of an actual airport, and there is not any problem with us flying there because it's a small, um, you know, airport for just private pilots, um, and mm-hmm. they know we're there, so they don't have any problems with it. Uh, and Rob's really been the one heading things up 
to uh, make this happen. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I can't wait to like go hang there for a little bit and uh, see how things go over there. Should be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'm very excited too. So. That sounds awesome, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's a little bit closer to our house. Like I'm not by much, but you it's, know, maybe fifteen, twenty minutes closer. Yeah, at least it's forty five minutes for me. Yeah. Roughly. So usually it's about an hour and ten minutes to the field. So yeah. if it's forty five minutes, that's you know, twenty minutes closer. Yeah. Twenty, twenty five minutes closer, that's good. Nice. Yeah. yeah it would be pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna quit Tri County. I'll still be a member there and I'll still yeah. fly there. But it's nice that we have the option too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. All right. Uh, and what else we have? One, we have one last thing here, don't we? Yeah, the last thing I saw was I don't know if we mentioned this or not. <laughs> FMS released a A10 Thunderbolt version two. Uh, there's Ooh. it's seventy mil twin EDFs with a eighty amp ESC. I, what I think is pretty cool is that the, they're. 12 bladed 70 mil EDFs and the rocking hobby wing ESCs, which is awesome. You know, they're yes. not rocking some no, no name brand or some, you know, clone. It has like really cool scale features, you know, like panel lines. Like you don't normally get that, you know, rivets, landing gears, or they have, you know, their yeah. little metal CNC shock absorbing landing gears and stuff. It's not retracts though, is it? Yeah, it is retracts. It says electronic retracts with overcurrent protection, which I thought was uh, nice, cool too. Yeah, and yeah. the large diameter. It says large diameter bearings in the landing gear allow for the A10 to roll smoothly on rough terrain. Nice. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't check out. I didn't go down as far as to check out the actual wingspan, but it's got to be around the. Uh, the 40s, right? I would think. I would uh, think uh, 51 inch. It's a 1500 millimeter. Yeah, look at that. Oh, that's, that's a pretty decent huge. size. Yeah. I yeah. There's uh, so it's just shy of 60 inches. Yeah, that's that's freaking nice, that's huge man. And it's it's a it's a six L EDF, you know, six yeah. S EDF, which I love the the six L or two. 3300 milliamp it says for maximum flight time one five thousand or two thirty three hundred that's that's pretty crazy yeah yeah and some of the uh uh differences from i guess the v1 was the hobby wing 80 amps instead of the 70 whatever they were Mm -hmm. the enlarged battery tray it says now fits two 6s 3300s for more flight time yeah because i think they had to stagger them right on the other version or something like yeah. that. They kind of had to fit one down in front and then one behind it. I love, can do it side I by love side. that all the servos are Metal Gear all yeah, around. Yeah, upgraded servos to mm-hmm. a 23-gram Metal Gear versus the original 17-gram deals. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, this looks real nice. Got flaps. Up, upgraded know. tires, wheels, increased elevator travel. Yeah, it looks, like a, it looks pretty nice, actually. I'm I'm curious to see how the scheme's gonna be when it's flying the the yeah. you know like the Arctic camo scheme. Huh. Well, you th- <laughs> think that won't look good on a dark gray sky? <laughs> sure, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I want actually. I, mean, I wish that, there was more it, pictures of it. Yeah, you know that it looks cool sitting on the bench or hanging on the wall, mm-hmm. but. I can't think of a worse scheme for any plane than like gray camo. Yeah. 
and this they're not the only one that's done this. A lot no, of the no. the warbirds and stuff do it, but mm-hmm. it's just so impossibly hard to see certain lighting conditions. Yeah, and I know they're doing this because they want to. Um, yeah, it's scale, and it like I said, it looks good. It's yeah, not very practical to to fly. That's mm-hmm. why you need the ultra bright LED lighting system. <laughs> so you can see what the, I, I want to see some video of this. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's nothing on Horizon just yet. Not yet. I think it's still too new. It's, it's on a pre-order status. So, so once once they probably get one in hand, they'll be able to, you know, take more pictures and stuff. But I like that there is also history to this. You know, there's like a whole section down here. Uh, the Fairchild Republic A10 Thunderbolt 2 is a single-seat twin-turbo fan engine straight-wing jet aircraft developed by Fairchild Republic for the United States Air Force. So I think it's cool that there's like some uh, commonly referred by his nickname Warthog or a Hog. It's cool though. I like I like planes with history. You know, I think that adds to it. There are some pictures. There are some more pictures on FMS's website. Oh yeah, actually. It looks more invisible on the in the glare of the runway than actually in the sky. It looks pretty good in the sky. I'm looking for something against like blue sky or back. Probably be okay in the, if it was sunny in a blue sky. Yeah, I'm more just thinking like cloudy, overcast days might yeah. be tough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like cloudy days. I mean, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's hit or miss here, but I feel like we get a lot of cloudy days here. Well, it get more cloudy than you do sunny. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. No videos just yet on their website. Okay. Uh, do we have any other news and announcements? No, I don't think so. I got nothing. So uh, let's move to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Steve, and your filthy typing language? You like that? Yeah. I wrote free the fucking fall fucking podcast fucking Halifax. <laughs> yes. The FFRC Halifax is here. I can't tell if you're happy about it or pissed that it's here. I'm not ready for it at all. <laughs> I have done zero prep work. Dude, I hear I have you. so many things I got to do that I wanted to get done before the the, the event. And now it's going to be the mad scramble, you know, these next couple of days to try to get this stuff done. Kevin, what are you going to be doing next? I'm yeah. going to be going to the Free Fall RC Helifest oh, in what's that? Southampton. <laughs> No, not Southampton, Southampton, New Jersey. Nice. I, I, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait to go down there and have have some fun and just hang out with everybody. I know Mike Welch uh-huh. is coming. I know Andy's coming. I know uh-huh. Mike D will be there, uh-huh. and we should have a good time. I know Rob's going to be there. Devin's going to uh-huh. be there. Yeah, and everybody else who shows up. Yeah, I mean, we might have some surprises in order. We're not sure. Really, I'm not sure either. Wow, <laughs> surprises. All right. I won't. I won't say anything more. <laughs> Mike D sucks. <laughs> yes, he does. What are you going to be doing, Andy? You're going to be taking a trip up the Turnpike, I think, right? I yep. I'm going to be driving, and driving, and driving, and driving. But eventually, I'll end up at a fun fly to the fucking free fall RC fucking podcast fucking hella fest fucking jamboree. <laughs> jamboree, <laughs> nice jamboree. <laughs> I'll be the same place you knuckleheads are. Yeah. Having awesome. fun. Making fun oh, yeah. of Steve. And I'll tell you what, dude, oh, it yeah. looks like we're going to have some pretty killer weather for the weekend. Awesome. I haven't even looked because it didn't matter. 
<laughs> Friday's kind of sketchy, I think, but Saturday yeah. and Sunday look like they're going to be gorgeous. Nice. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. It's just going to be fun to see everyone again and hang out. You know? Yeah. I mean, Andy, when was the last time I saw you? Spring Fling. Spring Fling, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm looking forward to just hanging out with you guys and do a little bit of flying, do mm-hmm. a whole lot of bullshitting. Yep. Should be fun. I guess let's uh, wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it. Oh. Okay. Facebook likes. We are at 922 likes. It's plus two, but we have one name. So, sure. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Facebook. Is this the right name? I feel like I didn't write this name. Hmm. Okay. All right. And we have Greg Ringle. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Okay. Facebook comments. What do we have for comments on Facebook? So Facebook comments on our posting of our last episode, 179, wherever I may roam. Michael Shaggy Parker posted Andy Ross, Kevin Teshner, Steve Yu, Mike DeGenero. Let me smash. Scott Graham, share the love. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about either. I'm confused. Uh, me too. Oh, I think he wants to smash every th- all of our helicopters. Or he wants well, yeah, to- <laughs> I mean, I figured that part out, but it's funny. Andy posts the, a picture of the Hulk, and then Michael Shaggy Parker says, no, wait, let me smash the gasser. Let me smash 690. Let me smash the Kraken. Let me smash the, the Oxy 5. And then Freefall RC Podcast says, are you even coming to our fun flight? <laughs> <laughs> I like, and I was, you know, I was like, are you coming? He says, sadly, no. no. He's just busting our chops. Yeah. <laughs> One year, the Teleroto crew will make it, he said. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then Mike D posts, Kevin Teschner, last week it was Andy's hat. This week was We Love Steve. And Kevin, oh boy, you are next. Mm. Make sure mm-hmm. you put your seatbelts on. That was an awesome episode, Mike. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was. Absolutely. Chip balls. Chip balls. That was a saying I started like years ago. <laughs> saying, I don't know why. I know. I suck. <laughs> and that's all I saw, dude. He's going to wear that one out. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to do it anymore. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else for Facebook comments? Mike Depos. This week's Planker segment may be the apex of quality stupid shit ever. Andy Ross says, yay. Brett Gottlieber says, isn't it always (laughs) like that? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I love it. Okay. uh, Let's move to website comments then. Open up the mailbag. See if we got any website comments. Uh, Javier emailed us about the Metallica episode. Yes. Glad people caught that title. Um, it says, like your Funfly episode. Uh, entertaining as always. Good job week after week. Just wanted to share his experience. He had a miraculous save. So, looks like he, uh, he went out with the family with his... 420, and uh, he wasn't shooting video, but he wanted to warm up. The kids shouted he wanted, they wanted to see some tricks. So he's still tuning, forgot his phone, and a bit adventurous. Uh, but he ended up losing orientation to his left. Um, he said that it was heading towards some trees. He had rescue, except he hit throttle hold instead. Oops. Oh, done now. And, and then he says, I probably should have shouted, help, help, help. Yes. But I was too lost in my thoughts. <laughs> 
So he hears the motor dies. He thinks, this is it. Heli's dead. It's going in. Um, let me see. I don't know how many some things. Yeah, how many go? How many things go through your mind so quickly? Um, it was upright until then, so and it was bleeding head speed. But he had, uh, but he still had plenty. So he decides to disengage throttled. So since I'm far away from practicing auto rotations, and he did not test the ESC bailout, but it seemed to work. The motor spooled quickly and recovered it. Right before I hit full head speed, the heli hit the top of the trees. As he heard it cut a few off the top. Yeah, so the last couple of minutes he was just kind of shaking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he flew a couple more was, packs and he flew on the 570. And, you know, he was, uh, but he, it wore off and he, you know, he was very lucky and he got back into it. Excuse me, yeah. Just brings up a, a piece of advice I've been giving people. Uh, uh, some guys it, maybe have not been flying all that long or whatever. And they don't plan on doing autos, so they don't do any auto bailout whatsoever. Like, I'm not doing autos, so I don't need that. But my advice is to set it up anyway and be familiar with how it works, how to, you know, disengage it when you land and want to respool up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because who has not accidentally hit throttle hold at some point? Oh, I have. If you got auto bailout, you hit throttle hold. It's like, oh, crap. Well, just flip back out. No problem. Keep flying. Mm-hmm. If you don't have auto bailout, you know, then you got a problem. Yeah. So set up auto bailout, even if you don't plan on using it, because you never know. You might need it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be too late. That's good advice, man. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, do we have any other website comments? I also saw an email from Javier Moreno who said, well, my wife is the best. His anniversary is on July 22nd, or 29th, sorry, and she gave him a super nice gift, and it's Urcha pre-registration, yep. so Javier will be at Urcha. We are going to see him at Urcha. What? So we will see Javier. Wait, so he's going to be there? He's coming to Urcha. I don't know when. Probably Saturday, I assume. Yeah, he sent us a picture. But a he's registered already. He's registered, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Be awesome. One last question from Javier. He he sent us another email and he said, yeah. uh, I used to be much in tune with the latest news on Heli Freak, um, but not much uh, of recently. And he was looking for some blades that he, now that he crashed and uh, was wondering what Zeal's status is. Uh, you know, Oxy, the website uh, links, Heli mm-hmm. Innovations there, Oxy links. They they used to carry Zeal quite a bit, um, and he's wondering if Zeal is now dead. Um, but uh, there's other websites that carry the blades. Um, I've seen them. Yeah, but I think they are dead. Like I don't think you're going to be producing new. I think so too. I don't think they're still in business. Okay, I, I could be wrong. I don't have anything to verify that, but I seem like I remember hearing something about they were had went away. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. Links, I mean, obviously, links was only buying their smaller size, but I mean, they still house all of them. But, um, like, they were probably one of the major distributors. Yeah, and I'm um, sure they did really well. You know, and when, when Luca broke ties with them, you know, and, and it could have been something that they were doing or causing that, that made Luca do that. And, and maybe it was inevitable they were going out of business, anyways. 
Like yeah, maybe true. That was the reason why Luca jumped out when he did. It's because he got some foresight yeah. of like, oh, they're not practicing good business, and you know maybe they stop producing stuff and blah blah blah. So he was like, we're going our separate ways now. But yeah, it seems like Zeal's dead. Um, not sure if anyone else is going to pick up their modes or or what the case may be. But I think uh, yeah, that's that's it for Zeal. We do also have another email from Mister A. Usman. I think this is very interesting. From John Houseman? Uh, it says Mr. A. Usman. A. Usman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they said that uh, you know, his late client died along with his wife in a car accident 10 years ago. Unfortunately, they didn't have a child together. So Spank has given notice that there's uh, $4.8 million that's confiscated. or I mean, that's in their bank account will be confiscated. So they're looking to uh, give us some of that money. Wait a minute. They just so need the, your bank number and your social security number, and uh, yeah. we can make this happen. Well, the best part is he decided to contact us because, based on the fact that we share the same last name as his client. Mm. So, what, I guess. Freefall RC? Client, his last name was at gmail.com. Maybe? <laughs> no, it's, it's Mr. Freefall RC. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mr. Freefall RC. It, so, they didn't have a child together. So, what? So, so this guy's looking for heirs to give this four point eight million dollars to. Oh my god! So, so I guess we're getting it. Do, do we split it three ways? Or are we going to? Yeah, but this four point eight million dollars really, really pales in comparison to all the money we get from all the the helicopter vendors that sponsor <laughs> our co- podcast. You know, BK Synergy. I mean, Wait, that, what? Really? That's that's <laughs> pittance compared to what we get paid. Wait, 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 what? Why why have I been oh, I, sorry, Steve. Well you're on to me, what? <laughs> I guess actually I'm the only one that knows about that. I should have kept my mouth shut. Anyways, I saw <laughs> I, I prayed several nights for the god for, for gods to put me into the guardians. So I guess we are the guardians of the galaxy. I don't know. Guardians what the hell he's the- talking about. First the the very first thing you can do to email me and get my attention is to say Assalamu alaikum. I prayed several nights for the god to put me into guardians to give me the contact of trusted people whom I could disclose this business with. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> okay, let's see what else do we have here? Um wait a minute. I got one more thing from uh from Facebook, dude, that I saw. I saw a video of Cam Taylor's uh, possibly the world's first 230s in an oxy two frame. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, he said Luca talked to me about it and uh, problems encountered. The blade grips upside down, uh, aileron servo reverse rewired. Blades too thick to fly, but it flies. Very interesting what he did. It is very interesting. Well, I'm more interested. In why did he put those plastic blades on the one? Just use like yeah, probably because he could either file them down to make them fit. He said they're they were too thick. Yeah, but like, why not just get like 200 millimeter blades or, you know, like carbon fiber blades, like actual real helicopter blades, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why I guess but he probably what he had on him, right? So Yeah, it's flying, though. Yeah. And he says that there's still some stuff he has to work through, but, but hey, it took off and it flew. Yeah, that's really well, that's cool. That's a huge achievement right there. Yeah. Matching, you know, a direct drive tail system on a... <laughs> You know, on the heli that's not designed for it, you know? Yeah, and he's using the boom, everything from the oxy, and then putting the, the motor on it, on the tail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the end of the boom. So I'm sure he's using everything. Yeah, the fly controller, everything. I'm yeah. sure he's using the whole setup, yeah. 
Very interesting. Very cool. Yeah, man, that's awesome stuff, man. Awesome. Okay, let's move it on to people of Podbean. Okay, people of Podbean. We had six people that actually took the time to like uh, our last episode, um, and they were Ian Funkin' Joel, Mike Welch, Andrews Glenn 924, uh, Great Eagle Jr., Heli Fun, and the RC Element, all liked episode 179. And Great Eagle Jr. caught up and liked episode 177, Fitzwalker, from the RC Roundtable podcast, and episode 178. Uh, review series of the Mikado V Control Touch. So thanks, guys. Nice. So, Poppy comments. Let's see what we have. The RC Element four days ago says, And the robe becomes my bride. I have stripped all but pride. So, if you haven't, if you don't know what those words are, they're actually part of the lyrics of the song, Wherever I May Roam. So, we have another Metallica listener and fan. And then three days ago, Ian fucking Joel says, guys, another great show. Just an idea. I think it's a long shot, but do a couple episodes of the Planker show in a video format. It would be interesting to see how it adds to the madness, LMAO, and no Gray Eagle. What the hell? Hashtag. Where's Gray Eagle Jr.? I don't know either. I don't know. But three days ago, Gray Eagle Jr., trip i go it's a subject line so he actually emailed us so adventures await dr heli reader i decided yesterday that tonight i grow edible wings and fly my meal for you to tell i need to recharge my detachable thumbs and he needs super glue my journey will be long i'll tell you about it i can't let my bean pod people hatch alone confusing as ever oh that's my words right there <laughs> I, think, I think i'm starting to figure him out i think he said that i think he's more or less saying he's he's away on a trip on vacation or yeah away on a trip mm-hmm. and his edible wings and detachable thumbs he sent a picture that looks like uh, pictures when they you know try to take stuff of bigfoot in the dark oh geez yeah, it looks like a totally picture of like black the moon. Maybe the moon. Do I even want to see this? Kind no, that's just something bad. At least, at least not that I can. No, tell. it's not. It's just nothing there. It's just scare the shit out of me. It's <laughs> keep you. Ah! I'll tell you what's scary <laughs> is thinking about Mike D doing video content. Jeez, <laughs> that'll oh, be man. banned in like four hundred countries, man. Oh, easily, easily. Holy cow! <laughs> It'll be banned in the U.S. God, with our. I'm going to sound like uh, an old guy. Many people don't know this, but Mike D actually did do video for his Planker channel. The Planker channel, yeah. It's on That's YouTube. A thing. You can check it out. Yes. You can watch him do some silly shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we never really spoke about it much, right? I mean, we did mention like that he used to do video. But yeah, if you go to the, if you just go to YouTube and do the Planker channel, it should come up. And you'll, you'll see what Mike D looks like. You'll see the shenanigans he used to do just for his Planker show. Yep. Which uh, was the, I guess, the the worm on, on the hook that, that was like, oh, my, since you're not doing that, you got to come on our show and do some skits, you know, do some so, uh, stuff. So basically what we're saying is he's always been full of shit. It's just now he's doing it in audio form. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's always been a character. Now it's just audio form. Mm-hmm. Which means he had to get a little more um, creative, you know. 
Yeah. It's like his videos were more like just straight videos. Like they didn't they didn't go that just far off the wall like he does with the audio format. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. So all right. Uh let's see. So iTunes review. I saw nothing new on iTunes. All right, cool. So, <laughs> drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freeforcy at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.show. Dot show. Oh, show. Say hi to Chris Ryber. Hey, Ryber. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Ryber. Uh, let's see. Flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, free Farsi podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FD community cast. Mike and Pat. Yep. Say hi to our good friend, David. Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello, the flyer. Uh, he'll be uh, down too. We can see him yeah. this weekend. Yeah. With Guillaume. With Guillaume. Nice. I said it right this time. Good job. Uh, <laughs> fellow podcasters. Well, I don't know. Has the hooligan been around? No, I actually spoke to Walt this past <laughs> a couple of days ago. Did you? He just yeah, yeah. So he's been he's been very busy. Um, you know, down in South Carolina this time of year, he is just you know I don't want to hear about this busy shit anymore. <laughs> You're busy. We're he's all busy. Everybody's money, man. busy. Oh, okay. Kevin <laughs> drove all across the state of New Jersey. Yeah, he don't, he the don't want to hear triangle. busy. Jersey Triangle, nice. <laughs> uh but yeah, RC Holly Hooligans, go go listen to their back episodes. How about that? Yeah, got some good up. Walt Ned. Telerotor podcast. Telerotor is Grumpy, Mega, and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. RC After Hours. That's uh, Mike, Andre, and Chris. Yep. The BKRC podcast. Bert and Kyle. Hello, my friend. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> RC Roundtable. Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Mm-hmm. Flight Test Podcast. That's um, Sir James Wombly. Of Michaeldom the third Esquire. Uh, Mike Mike Mike. AKA Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jones. And our buddy Bill Ann YouTube channel. Bill to the A and Bill to the A to the N to the N. Uh-huh. Definitely check out his channel. Yeah. Show him some Show him some love. Wish him a happy birthday. And wish him a happy birthday. And he's gonna be there this weekend. Is he? Oh, you man. can wish him a happy birthday in person. Yeah, and make sure you give him his uh, 450 birthday punches, please. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. These guys are coming up to me. <laughs> in Everybody can't visit punching me. Oh, I know. Why is everyone punching me? Say happy birthday, huh? Speaking of elusive pictures like Bigfoot, if anybody gets a picture of Bill without his jacket on, that'll be a, a rare photo indeed. Because it's only supposed to be eighty-five degrees, so you know oh, he's gonna boy. have he's gonna be all. What is he? A hundred years old? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, his he's got the circulation of a freaking a grizzly bear in the middle of winter. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay then. All right. <laughs> Thanks to our listeners. He's got the circulation of a insulation company. I don't know. He's got the circulation of a just stop of a bad <laughs> newspaper. Of a cold-blooded lizard. Oh, just stop by your head. (laughs) Of a mud-sucking... Whatever. All right. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you at the phone
Mike D sucks. D's nuts. I could turn myself up more. So I have an inferiority complex. I have a f- complex. I have a fear that everyone else is inferior to me. Speaking of inferior people, I'm joining the Skype call. The damn gear and the head's beefy. Hey, can you yeah, hear me? Shafts are beefy. Everything about it's beefy, right? Like all. Hey, that can stuff. you hear me? Hey, yeah. Kevin. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. I must have had something off. Huh, yeah, everything. I must have been off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? What are you guys up to? What are we talking about? Are we doing a show? Show? What kind of show? I blame Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that was code for I blame Steve. <laughs> okay. I blame Kevin. All right. And that's called for. I blame I blame Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Screw oh, you guys. I'm retweeting. <laughs> 